this is Jeff Power, Senior Writer for Real-Time Fantasy Sports, and welcome to another edition of the Real-Time Fantasy Sports Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm going to be joined by a co-worker of mine, Curtis Guzman of Real-Time Fantasy Sports, and we're going to talk about draft strategy for the coming season. This is a podcast that we're doing for our draft guide, but it's also on a regular site, and we're going to talk about some strategies for drafting for the coming year. Before I get to my interview with Curtis, so I just wanted to mention leagues are drafting right now here at Real-Time Fantasy Sports. Just go to rtsports.com and click on the Money Leagues link at the top of the page and get in one of our numerous different formats for Money Leagues on our site. We have all diff- different price points, all different formats, all different types of play. So sign up today. Go to rtsports.com and then click on the Money Leagues link at the top of the page to look at all the different formats that we are offering this year. And now... Here is my interview with Curtis Guzman of Real-Time Fantasy Sports. All right, I'm joined now by Curtis Guzman of Real-Time Fantasy Sports. Curtis joins me once again for the podcast. He was with me several times last year, a co-worker of mine. Curtis, thanks so thanks so much for joining me. Hey, not a problem. Happy to be here. Second uh, year on the podcast. Looking forward to a new season. Yeah, so I don't necessarily want to talk about players for this first podcast. We're doing this for the draft guide, so I want to look at talk about draft strategy. So my first question to you, for this coming year, what trends, draft trends, do you think we're going to see? I know you've probably watched a couple drafts. I've, I've participated in a couple as well, but what draft trends? I know last year the big thing was zero running back. That was the big craze. So what trends do you think we might be seeing this year? Yeah, uh, you know, zero running back theory, I think, has slowly kind of is maybe fading away, especially, you know, for this year, especially you see an average right now of about nine running backs going in the first round. So um, it's, it's kind of crazy how it's turned a corner, and now you're trying to see NFL teams go back to, you know, the real workhorse running back and trying to find that one guy instead of going by this committee approach. So, um Seen a lot of running backs go early, 18 averaging in the first three rounds. Um, along the same lines, you know, quarterbacks typically you're continuing to weigh on those guys a little later, unless you can get you know someone in the top tier. Um, rookies, you know, I guess they kind of bounce up and down, but I think you're seeing maybe a slight increase in just the overall faith in your rookies. You know, when you had Zeke Elliott two years ago, and then Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara last year. I think that's translating this year to some rookies that we've seen going a little earlier than maybe they would in the past as well. So that, that kind of all stands out to me. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I was going to mention running backs as well. You know, they're going to go a lot earlier this year just because they scored so well this last year, and there weren't a huge amount of busts at the running back spot, and a lot of the guys were just huge and they're young. So you're going to see running backs flying off the board probably a lot sooner than last year. Like you said, they're – they're going early already in the early ADP. And as you mentioned as well, quarterbacks. I know in standard leagues with just your friends and stuff, quarterbacks sometimes go a little earlier than you see in expert leagues. Experts, when you do these expert drafts, a lot of a lot of drafts I've participated in already, they'll, they'll wait on a quarterback. That's not necessary with your standard leagues, with your friends. But I think that's going to be more of a theme this year in the standard leagues. I think a lot of people are going to wait on a quarterback. The position is very, very deep this year. So I think that's going to be a trend as well, a lot more so than recent years with your friends. So those are two things I'm looking at for trends for this year. Uh, and along those same, not along those same lines, but kind of on the opposite, but draft mistakes. I wanted to talk to you about that, Curtis. 
Are there any mistakes you see on a, a yearly basis, guys, things that you see owners doing that you you just scratch your head at come draft day? Is there anything that stands out to you? Yeah, I mean, it changes every year um, just based kind of on the, the depth that certain positions and certain trends, you know. I guess, you know, a mistake this year would be if you still stick into that zero running back theory, I think that would probably cost you. You know, it's it's almost slipped around to the point now where I personally maybe aim to have two stud running backs and maybe one re- good receiver versus the other way around. So you don't want to wait too long and get one of those top running backs. Uh, we talked about definitely waiting on quarterbacks. You know, you can get the Aaron Rodgers and get Tom Brady or Russell Wilson if you want to go for those guys early. But other than that, I mean, I, I last year I think I waited until basically the last two three rounds to get my quarterback in a lot of leagues. So talk about how deep the position is. You know, there's not going to be a lot of variance past maybe the first seven guys. So there's no need to go, you know, don't follow the run all the time. If you want to get a top-tier guy, great. But otherwise, you can definitely sit on it. Um, tight ends too. Tight ends is a very shallow position, so I wouldn't wait too long on that. Um, you know, it's not very deep. It's hard to get a, a consistent production at that position. So that's something where I'm probably aiming around maybe around four through six to go and get one of those elite tight ends and not waiting too long on that. So for me, Curtis, one thing I wanted to mention with draft mistakes is one thing I think owners need to do a better job of. Uh, a lot of them do this, but some of them just don't follow along the draft and pay attention to the other teams around you, especially when you're picking on the turns. You really need to pay attention to what positions those players have. It can really uh, affect your draft. So, for example, so I'll, I'll mention if you're looking at a quarterback in, say, the seventh round and you're picking 10th, you want to look and see what those guys picking 11th and 12th have on the roster right now. So if they don't have, if they have a quarterback, don't use a quarterback in the seventh round. Wait and take it on the way back in the eighth round. So that would be my advice is just follow along follow along with the drafts and make sure you know what's going around you so you can construct your team better. You don't want to waste a pick on a player that you can get in the next round. So that's my advice uh, is just, just pay attention to what's going on around you. And another thing you kind of mentioned it too is get, a, get caught up in runs. Again, sometimes you have to get caught up in a run and you got to take a player, but to make to avoid making mistakes with runs, make sure you tier your rankings. So you want to have your rankings tiered so you're looking at the runs happening and you say, hey, I still have four players that I consider a number two receiver so I can wait on that position. Or if you only have one or two, you know, you're going to have to act now on that, on that number two receiver. So tier your rankings. Don't get caught up in runs. You can be patient, and if you know your rankings and you haven't tiered and you're happy with certain players as your number two receiver, you can wait on that. I would, I highly suggest, I always suggest this to all the owners out there, make sure you tier your rankings. It will help you not reach for a player too soon getting caught up in those runs. So those are my two big bugaboos for draft mistakes. Now I want to talk about draft rounds, Curtis. So what do you think, in your opinion, the important draft rounds are for a draft? Yeah, this is a good question. Um, trying to give it some some thought on it. It was kind of tough. I mean, you look at maybe the first two to three rounds, pretty straightforward typically. You, you know the top tier guys. And on the opposite end, you know, you're typically grabbing uh defense kicker late, maybe even a quarterback if, if you're not getting, again, one of the top guys. 
Um, so for me, it's definitely somewhere in the middle. I was kind of thinking maybe around four through eight. Um, and I say that because it just, it gets interesting there because you have, you know, the elite guys are gone, but you have that second level and it's, and who's going to be, you know, the big breakout player, you know, I'm thinking on the lines, you know, you guys, uh, wide receiver Marquise Goodwin for the 49ers, you know, does he continue with Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, wide receiver Devin Funches, can he step up with the Panthers, you know, has a lot of opportunity in front of him, uh, wide receiver Michael Crabtree with the Ravens now, does he have a bounce back here? I think that's just an interesting spot, you know, when you're picking guys who who have shown you enough in the past to play that they're getting drafted that high, but, you know, are they going to be consistent? Are they going to be a bust? Um, that's probably where, you know, you can really win your round because, again, the top first three rounds are pretty clear, but the kind of the slot after that, rounds four through seven, four through eight, I think is what I would say is the kind of focal point of most of my drafts. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Curtis. I definitely think it's the middle rounds of drafts. That's where they're won. Like you said, those first few rounds are pretty much pretty straightforward. You know what players are going to go there. Once you get to those middle rounds, though, a lot tougher decisions. When do you take a tight end? When do you go for that quarterback? Uh, you know, hit on that second running back that may end up being a elite running back. So that's where the that's where your picks are made. That's where you need to really do your preparation. You know, pick out those players. Have targets in those middle rounds. Go f- have guys in your mind that you want to take in those middle rounds and then go for them. That's, that's my advice uh, when it comes to drafting in the middle rounds. You know, you got to have a plan and just go for it at that point. So I wanted to ask you too, Curtis, about just your draft preparation in general. Can you just tell me a little bit about what you do to get ready for draft day? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you hit on the biggest and most important thing. I, I totally agree with you is just – um, at the very least, tiering your rankings, you know, going by position and just saying, okay, these guys are, you know, worthy of rounds one and two. These guys are worthy of three and four, et cetera. You know, if, you, if you're really big into it, you can, you know, list all your players in order. You know, position doesn't matter and say, okay, this is where you draft them in order. But at the very least, have an idea, group, group position. So you kind of stick with that and, you know, again, we don't get – too caught up in runs with quarterbacks, defenses, tight ends, et cetera. You don't want to go and reach for somebody when you can get them five rounds later. So that's by far and uh, most importantly my biggest thing. Uh, another thing is just kind of keep up to date with the news. You know, injuries, obviously very important, usually pretty obvious, not too hard to keep up with those. But then you look at, like, position battles for running backs, receivers, where, you know, is the guy getting hyped up? Is he getting playing time? Is he getting good reviews by coaches? So that's something I, I like to keep an eye on. Um, there's a fine line with it because sometimes you can get too caught up in the hype. I remember a couple of years ago, um, big thing was uh, Chris Carter's son, uh, Derone Carter, uh, was supposed to be a big name coming from Canadian football league to NFL. It never really caught on. Um, you know, I kind of see the same thing this year actually with the Vikings receiver Brandon Zostra. So there's a, there's a fine line. You want to make sure you're informed, but you don't want to buy too much in the preseason hype because some guys might be getting more playing time just because they're resting your star players. So, you know, besides that, um, last thing I have like to keep an eye on is typically contract disputes. You know, if a guy's holding out and he's not participating in practice and preseason and things like that, it's worth noting just because sometimes those players get off to a slow start and then, you know, that could affect their first couple of weeks or maybe they're more injury-prone because they haven't, you know, practiced as much as the other players. So 
just, you know, again, kind of keeping up with general news going around the NFL so I know, you know, who are good sleepers and then who I should maybe sit on who I had higher originally. Yeah, that's great stuff, Curtis. I think that's all very good stuff. For me, with draft preparation, I just I like to find out my draft spot and then kind of map out those first few rounds, get an idea, because once you figure out where you're picking, like if you're picking seventh or eighth, you, you have a pretty good idea who's going to be there for you in that first round, then kind of figure out who you want on the way back and then on in the third round. But then after that, I just look at the middle rounds and just, again, I kind of talked about already, but I kind of throw out some targets for myself, write some guys down that I want to target in those middle rounds. And then, again, for late in the drafts, that's where you can take some chances. Like you said, you don't want to reach too much for some of those players and, uh, you know, get caught up in the hype. But, again, you still want to try to find some sleepers, some late-round late value guys, guys that could end up playing big if someone gets hurt or a receiver situation that might be in flux a little bit and they could end up being the number two guy or something like that. So, I like to do that as well. And then just remember, this is one thing that kills me for a lot of owners. you got to know your ranking. You've got to know your uh, uh, scoring system. But take a kicker with your last pick or or the second last pick in your draft and in defense as well. They just don't score. The, the difference between the top kicker and the tenth kicker, it's very minimal. Just don't waste a pick on those kickers and other guys too early in your draft. Just wait. Take them at the end of the draft. That's what I always tell every owner, and I think most owners abide by that now. You still see a few guys going early for someone like Steven Guskowski, and I, I just don't like seeing that. I'd rather see a wasted – use a pick and not waste a pick on a kicker in the 10th, 11th round. I'd rather see you take a kicker in the 17th, 18th round. So that's my advice for getting ready for your draft. And, Curtis, one more thing before I let you go. I just wanted to get your thoughts on ADP. You know, how do you use it? How do you think owners should use it? Uh, just give me your thoughts in general on ADP. Yeah, it's a it's a good tool. I don't – I guess so you take notice of some things more than others. You know, for example, you know, where are the quarterbacks going? Um, you know, on our ADP currently we have – you know, the top quarterbacks going rounds four through six or seven, roughly. So that's just a good note because then, you know, I'm rarely ever the first one to take a quarterback off the board. But, you know, if I think I have a chance at a top guy, you know, might kind of keep that in mind going forward. You know, depends on who you're drafting with. If you're drafting with, you know, in a money, one of our money leagues and, you know, with a lot of other people who typically are a little more knowledgeable than Grace, you're with friends, maybe that's a little thrown off. But, you know, quarterbacks I take note of, tight ends I take note of. Um, typically rookies, I just like to get an idea of where people might rank rookies because they're a little harder to, again, um, you know, feel for, obviously, since they haven't played previously. So um, guys like Saquon Barkley is pretty obvious first round. But, you know, other guys, maybe like a Tony Michelle or Rashad Penny or Darius Guys, all rookie running backs. Uh, those I like to get an idea before going in, just to know, you know, am I too low maybe on my rankings? Am I too high? Where are these guys going to go? And that way I can adjust my board accordingly if I if I feel like I need to make an adjustment based on what other people are thinking. Yeah, I like those thoughts, thoughts Curtis. Uh, my main thing is don't use them as a ranking. Use them as a guide to help make your picks. So these aren't exactly, you know, the rankings that, or the end-all rankings, and you should go by these when you're picking. Hey, i got to take this guy here because that's when he's going at ADP. No, just use it as a guide. If you think a player, if you if you like, like you said, Sonny Michelle, if you like him a lot, 
and you're seeing him go in the ADP right now, he's going in the sixth round, and you think, hey, he's going to be a fourth-round pick, go ahead, take him in the fourth round. But, you know, use that use that ADP as a guide, and, you know, don't take Michelle in the second round, since that's probably a little too soon to take him if he's going in the sixth round. So just use it as a guide. Again, you can you can go ahead of the ADP if you think this player is worthy of being selected ahead of it, but it'll just give you an idea if you're reaching too far for him in certain rounds. So don't get caught up in ADP too much. I suggest everybody look at it, see where everybody's going, and find out where quarterbacks are going, like you said, or where some of these rookies are going. I like that as well. So just use it as a guide. Don't use it as a ranking. That's my big thing. So, Curtis, this is all great stuff. Hopefully we helped our listeners get ready for their drafts. They're all coming up. A lot of people have drafted already. I appreciate you coming on with me once again. We will do it again soon. Thanks, Curtis. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, Jeff. And that was my interview with Curtis Guzman of Real-Time Fantasy Sports. I want to thank Curtis for being a great guest on the show and helping you prepare for your upcoming draft for the coming season. This has been Jeff Power for Real-Time Fantasy Sports. Have a great day, everyone.